0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrong Football Podcast. My name's Dan, I'm here with G, the editor of com, and we're here to talk all things American football again this week.
1: Miami Dolphins,
0: Miami Dolphins,
1: Miami <laughs> Dolphins are a competent football team.
0: Certainly are. Uh, well, with week 10 in the books, uh, we're going to be looking back at some of the best action from week from the week, uh, as well as looking ahead to week 11 as well uh, to make our picks. But uh, before any of that, as we always do, we're going to uh, take a look at some of the uh, talking points from around the league. So we're... Uh, How's things, Jay? Is it good to have... Well, I, I was going to say, is it good to have the Bengals back? But uh, I'm not quite sure it will be. Was
1: that written before the Monday night game, by any chance, Dan? Yes,
0: yes, it was, yeah. <laughs> pulling,
1: pull, pulling the curtain back behind the, produce- the production curtain. Because, no, it's, it's, it's <laughs> um miserable to be a Bengals fan. That's a little bit of an exaggeration, but I was trying to not say a rude word. Um... Yeah, we'll get to the Bengals at the um, appropriate manner.
0: But yeah, suffice to say, things are not well in Bengaldom at the moment. No, you're absolutely right. Well, uh, another uh, person who's been uh, doing his very best to, uh, to throw off my, my so well-written script and uh, and, and podcast agenda is, uh, is Tony Romo. Um, we weren't going to talk about this, but he's, uh, he's obviously yesterday, he's, he's come out and, and put out a statement uh, really kind of regarding his future and, and the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, it was one of those things where um we're prepping for the podcast and I'm listening and I'm like, it's sort of crossed my wire today and I'm on the way home going, Dan, I think we have to change the system because he's come <laughs> out um, and basically um, read a prepared statement, didn't take any questions, but was basically trying to put to bed this whole situation around Dak and basically saying that whilst he still wants to compete and play football, f- for the right thing for the Cowboys at this moment is for him to be the backup and for Dak, he's earned the right start.
0: And yeah, that's, I think that's the big thing, is the fact that he says he's earned the right, which is which is a, a big thing for him. Yeah, well, he's talked a lot about how to be a
1: team bait and compet- competing and what's been going on and how difficult he's found being injured and feeling like he's let the team down. And it's an impressive statement and definitely a video worth um, searching out. And um, I think it's going to go down very well. And obviously, he'll still be there should the Cowboys need him for the rest of the season.
0: Well, I suppose that's kind of the thing, isn't it? Do you think, Do you think this is almost a... Not, I wouldn't hesitate to use the word a goodbye but do you think this is perhaps indicating his uh, his intentions to maybe look elsewhere
1: I think he is aware that he doesn't have long left and with that yeah. playing as he is if he needs to play then he can't really stay and fight uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the off season. obviously if I can't trade him at the moment because the trade deadline's passed but um, it's I think it's a big emotional moment for him because you know he's been the face of the franchise for the Cowboys for a long time, and you know there's all that mystique about the Cowboys quarterback, and it doesn't look like he's going to be that, or at least not the default starter, and very possibly moving on in the um, off-season, I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I personally i can i can absolutely see him moving on. I think he's I think he's going to need to. I think he's going to be one of these guys that's going to want to get some football before before too long. And I appreciate I'll see what he said about being part of a team and, and wanting to, uh, to to support the team the best he can. But it's it's not going to be long before he's going to want to get some football under his belt again, is it?
1: You, you assume so, but equally it might not be that easy to trade. He's got something like a nineteen point six million cap hit next year because the um, Cowboys kept deferring bits of his contract. So mm. he's I think he's salary is something like fourteen million, so it's not too bad when you when you consider a starting quarterback, but that cap hit is pretty impressive. And the Cowboys can possibly swallow that to an extent because um, they, their team is now focused on two rookies who will be on very cheap deals, at least for the production yeah. they're getting out of them for the next couple of seasons. So if they do move him, he should be off the books by the time that they need to pay them but it's not necessarily going to be an easy um contract for a team who are going to be looking for a quarterback and so will, will be willing to trade for him in the short term to put him over because those kind of teams are likely to have a lot of talent and so might struggle to make room to do him unless i'm sure he's willing to redo his deal but you know if if the cap doesn't forgive and doesn't forget as people like to say so it, it could be a little fun in games trying to find out where he goes if he does want to go somewhere but um We'll just have to see how he feels in the off season and what options prevail. But um, I mean, I think the key thing for us to focus on in this bit is just you know it was a very dignified and it was nice to see a player sort of being willing to go through what he's actually feeling and being, although it was a prepared statement being willing to talk about what's been going on openly and not fall back into cliches. And I thought, you know, him talking about, um, you see, football is a meritocracy. You aren't handed anything. You earn everything every single day over and over again. You have to prove it. That's the way that the NFL Vats football works. I um, mean, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's accepting of a situation and, and a very gracious way to
0: do it. It is. Well, I think uh, another position that might be... Uh, Maybe uh, there might be some fun and games around uh, picking people up in the uh, in the off season as well. He's going to be the kickers. Um, there's been. Am I allowed to pull that? you off on the clunky transition? Just because I was like, oh, little bit. But um,
1: yeah, kickers are having fun and <laughs> games. Blair Walsh has just been cut from the Vikings after missing the extra point at the weekend. And yeah, yeah do you want to go through your stats? Because I, I know you like a good stat, and you
0: have some lined up. I do love a I do love a good stat. Well there's, there's been a lot of talk this year about how they've they've been kind of having an off year um, with confer- uh, com- conversion percentages being being pretty low. Up to and including week 9, um 83.3% of field goals were made, which is the lowest since 2011. 95.3% of extra points have been made, uh, which is the second lowest since 2011. Uh, when you get to 50 plus yard field goals, only 51.2% has bit bit been made, which is the lowest since 2007. And well i, I, I hesitate, again i don't want to say we we're, we're in the early part of the season the weather hasn't really turned against them yet you wouldn't potentially say but what's going on with the kickers it's it's been a it's been a funny old season hasn't it we
1: touched on this a little
0: bit earlier in the season in the
1: you know you heard the suggestion that um that the moving back of extra points has, has meant that the kickers don't have the easy um, extra points to sort of, you know, groove the swing, and so they, mm. they're they always under pressure. There are no gimme kicks anymore, and that could be part of it. A Part of it is seems to be this new trend where we have so much more athletic people that they're now vaulting the line and blocking kicks, and that's causing problems. And it, it only takes back to something which I didn't quite get to right because my life has been... Mess, but I'm hoping to touch on um maybe this weekend, and maybe in the thing I'm writing for this week, is that there's such a fine line between winning and losing in the NFL, but in also in success and failure in every action. And one of the things you don't necessarily think about is when the kick is being missed, it's not necessarily the kicker's fault, and it doesn't take much of if the snap is a little high and Mm. the um ball is set down a little late. Then the kicker doesn't wait until the ball's set before he starts doing his, his motion. Basically, he starts moving. The moment the um, holder's hand comes down and catches the ball, and so he's already through his motion. So if it takes a fraction out or it's not quite right set, he can't adjust to it. He's already kicking, and so that you know it's that precise. Because if you take it any longer than that, then, then one of the defenders is going to block it, and so it really doesn't take much for the for the sequence to get knocked out. Thinking for a kicker to hook it or pull it uh, and miss the kick.
0: You could almost say their, their kind of career is in somebody else's hands, I suppose, by that point. Yeah,
1: yeah, a lot of points. And, and if you're wondering how I know so much about kicking, I'm cheating. I'm borrowing from Inside the Huddle <laughs> and Jeff Reinbold, special, um, teams, uh, coach for, for, up in Canada, who's, will be coming back to be on your Sky Sports screens any moment soon, was talking about that. And it was just, you know, a very excellent point. So I, I don't want to claim too much credit for it, but you've seen some of this going on, um, and, you know, Vaulting these enormous linemen is some yeah. some
0: play. Yeah, absolutely, and I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Personally, I think it, I th- it kind of makes it a bit more exciting. Certainly,
1: I think that this is what they intended with the extra point because they were just automatic, and there shouldn't be in any sport uh, an automatic you know motion. It shouldn't be. Oh yeah, it's seven point for a touchdown. It's forcing coaches into making tactical decisions. We've got all the um, two point conversions. Should they should they go for it? Um, I'm not sure we've quite got it down to a science yet. Um, I know Mike Tomlin from the Steelers has been very aggressive about it, but um, the Cowboys and the Steelers combined for to be 0-6 on two-point conversions <laughs> in their game yeah. at the weekend. So I don't think we've necessarily got the balance of when to go for it and when not to, But and I'm not an expert on the mass of it, which would sometimes disagree with the coaches. But... Um, it's 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 adding an extra element, um, and the only side for that is that I know certain people um, would say, "Hang on a minute, how much like a football player does a kicker look like, and should the games be coming down to them?" Personally, one of the things I like about American football, and I've always thought was was a plus point, was that there was a position for everybody on the team, and you might not be built like a two hundred pound linebacker, but you might be able to be a kicker, and you still are an important part for football team.
0: Yeah, well, uh, it's not it's not all, all doom and gloom, I suppose, for for, for kickers up to up to. Nine. I haven't watched either of the games that these uh, these guys were in but uh, up to up to uh, including week 9 Adam Vittieri and, and Justin Tucker of the Ravens I haven't I haven't missed anything so it's there's there's still some good kicking going on so it's uh, it's good to see that uh, that not everybody's lost yes
1: yeah, Santos for the Chiefs is one that that for if you're looking for a good kicker is as good as anybody yeah. in the league and yeah i kind of I think aren't you legally bound to call him the ageless Vinatari at this point
0: oh yeah I think I think that's uh, yeah I think that's almost the law
1: him <laughs> him and the guy who's kicking out for the Raiders who's been around forever as well. I'm sure the Raiders' kicker is another another
0: grey beard, but um. yeah, he is. Well, uh, before we move on, I just want to uh, also wish a, uh, a speedy recovery to Isaiah IP as well, who started the season as a, as a running back for the Dolphins, uh, but was released last month. On Saturday, uh, he was reportedly in, in critical condition after a uh, car crash in, in Columbus, Ohio. So, uh, yeah, wishing him all the best. Ah! Run, over here. Okay, ten weeks into the uh, the regular season now, and uh, yeah, things are starting to uh, to hop up a little bit. And uh, yeah, the week the week started this. Week with the uh, the Browns taking the trip to uh, Baltimore Ravens. I say I said earlier that I hadn't watched the Ravens. Of course I did. Um, <laughs> the uh, Browns and the Ravens met up uh, in Baltimore. Uh, the uh, Ravens won that one by twenty eight points to seven. It's uh, it's t- it's tight at the top of the AFC North with the uh, the Ravens going into this game uh, joint top of the division with the Steelers. But uh, the Browns were the only only winless team going into the in, into the game uh, in in the entire league. Which uh, yeah didn't really bode particularly well for them. They didn't really get much going, did they?
1: Well, it, it was
0: to borrow a sporting cliche,
1: a game of two halves. Because, you know, the the Browns actually went in leading by a point, 7-6 at halftime. And I think, you know the famous incident where um, uh, Alex Ferguson walked into halftime when Man United were down, were were losing to Tottenham Hotspur and went, lads, it's mm, Tottenham. And walked out again. Do you get the feeling that maybe John Harbour walked in and just went, guys, it's the... Browns and stormed yeah, off again. quite possibly. Because they, they really came that. out and played much better. But part of the thing for me was that the curious decision to pull Kessler after the first half, where well, I didn't think he looked that bad, and they put in Josh yeah. McCown in, and who
0: promptly did nothing. And if you look yeah, at... Yeah, well, he- he threw an interception on his second play, didn't yeah, he? Yeah,
1: I mean, if you look at the, compare the stats, I mean, quarterback rating is always a little bit dubious, but um, Kessler went for, for 11 um, receptions of 18 attempts, 91 yards, a touchdown, and a sack for a rating of 92.6. And Josh McCown managed 6 of 13, 59 yards, and two interceptions for, for, a, yeah. for a rating of 19.9. You know, it, it's, <laughs> I think he was possibly that's, that's trying to win... Me. I think he was trying to win... The game, because he was targeting this one as one that they might have a chance of winning, and nobody wants to go win this. But, um, I, I almost feel that he might have been too clever for his own good in that one. I mean, you know, Joe, Hugh Jackson knows a lot more about football than I do, but it's just, it's, you just look at that decision, and and, and I'd love to hear his explanation for it, because it, it seems strange. And certainly in the second half, the, um, Ravens came out and, You know, just smothered them on defense and got things going,
0: moving a bit more on offense. Well, it was it was a pretty poor day for the uh, for the the Browns in in total, as you say. They only got 150 yards through the air, 33 yards rushing. They got twice as many yards in penalties as they did rushing the ball, which is which I thought was uh, was hilarious when I when I looked at the uh, the actual figures afterwards. Um, And and they didn't really have any luck, did they? There was there was a lot of of kind of unlucky. Bits like uh, when they intercepted at the in, uh, received an inception at the end of the first uh, the end of the first quarter, uh, and it looked looked like they touched it back and they were going to be starting from twenty. But actually, no. Uh, body Calhoun's knee went down at the one yard line. It's, it's little, little little things like that that when it does always when, seem
1: to be, though, But that, that there's a certain element if you make your own luck, and you and you know teams you that make good practices, you know generally how you know give themselves the best opportunity to have better outcomes, and so the majority of their team almost. Luck, luck is almost in a you know a, a function of of competence, and that's not to say There aren't random fluctuations, and I would actually think that you've highlighted very good play because yeah, he could so easily have been called as a touch as a touchback, yeah. and it was a hell of an interception. He made a very athletic play. So it's not like he you know it it was a, a matter of questioning his his. Um, body control as he was making that catch, he mm. did damn well to catch it at all. But you know, a lot of the time it is just a function of competence. And, and the Browns, they've got bits and pieces here and there, and it'd be interested to see if they can keep Jamie Collins signing. It's not like they've got no talent. It's not. It's not been one of those seasons where they're own ten, and it, they've been out of every game, and it, you've been dreadful. But you know, they're just so talent deficient, and they clearly got some skill guys on offense. But there's still a lot of work to do on the lines and the defense. But it's just, yeah. Not a, not a lot of fun for them, I would imagine.
0: No, and as as much as we go on about the obviously went on about the Browns, I, I didn't personally think there was particularly any standout performances from the Ravens either. They they looked solid as a team, but but nobody really stood out.
1: Harbour is a good coach. Um, I'm looking at the moment. Um, I'm giving away my coaching tape early, but I actually went back and I'm looking at the coaching tape of Joe Thomas, who I heard announced as basically the um, all league left tackle, and then just got blown by twice by Terrell Suggs for sacks so I'm curious to see how the rest of the game went and I've only done this first quarter so far but yeah it wasn't like the Ravens were jumping out at me particularly obviously I need to get to the second half where they really kicked on but the offense has been sputtering all season and obviously they've already fired an offensive coordinator the defense is shaping up quite nicely but it's just not quite all firing for them and the Steelers uh, would still be my, my bet for the um, league, I said, said having watched the final bits the them in the quarter. If I can get out their own way, they still stand a good chance of getting back into it. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, the Ravens Ravens will be there or thereabouts because John Harbour is a very solid coach,
0: but, yeah, there's a bit missing on offence, certainly. Well, this was one that we both picked as the Browns. We both thought that the, uh, the Browns had... Uh... Probably do this one, or at least keep it very close. It, it, Unfortunately, wasn't. the yeah, case
1: Yeah, I was hoping to cover an eleven-point spread on the road on Thursday night, and it appears that the Browns are worse than yeah, that. Yeah,
0: yeah, it does. Uh, we're both uh, both wrong. Um, uh, Come then one one word, uh, and I do mean one word. Uh, and I'm going to ask you this question: Six weeks left, are the Browns going to, going to go winless? No. Okay. We'll we'll leave it there. Um, next next game uh, is the Miami Dolphins. This was Miami uh, was, was Dolphins. Game. It was, it was, Miami it, Dolphins. It was, it was a cracker. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was it was an absolute cracker. So the Dolphins um went to San Diego to play the Chargers. Uh, 31-24 was the final score in this one. Both teams went into it really needing a win to, to either keep their season going uh, or kind of carrying it on going, which was uh, it was it kind of it was a very nervy start, but uh, it led to a really good game. Yeah, I mean it? it
1: was a good game in terms of entertaining. It wasn't always necessarily the best played football at times but um it it was a really fun spectacle and and the thing i like about the 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 dolphins is they seem to be coming together and they've got that thing where they're all pulling as a unit and so you're seeing players Mm. making plays on the sideline and everybody's coming over to celebrate with them whether they're on that side of the ball or not you'd see players rushing on from the sidelines towards the end after that interception and and it's nice to see that camaraderie and they've sort of figured out that um, you can't rely on Tannehill to run the offense. But if you make him manage the ball behind Jay Ajayi in a running game, um, he, he, he suddenly is standing and taking some nasty hits, but frying touchdowns. And that one that you highlighted to Kenny Stills in the notes, you know, he, he still took it, stood in and took a big whack to throw that long ball. And, and, you know, it, there was a couple of plays like that where it's like, yeah, it's it's coming together as the plan, um, and it, it's happening nicely. Whether you can make the playoffs given the head start you've given the other teams and and what's going on in the AFC West, but it, it's certainly looking a lot more hopeful than it was when you were busy declaring the season to be open, open over even. <laughs> yeah,
0: I did. Uh, well, we're only two games now behind the behind the Patriots, and and we've got a playoff game. Dream on, Mister it, it could, Dream it, on. It, you know. <laughs> We we could do it. Well, t- I, I, you, you make a good point there. I think I think personally, I think Tannehill Hill um, is, is is looking as good as I've seen him uh, in the last few weeks. He's, look, he's looking certainly as as, as good as he's, as he has been for a while. Uh, both at managing the game and also as, as as a passer and a deep passer as well. That's the one thing that he's he's, he's struggled with quite uh, quite quite frankly. But yeah, he he did really well. And that that Kenny Stills um, the three that, you, that you alluded to as well was was. Was great. It was really, and he, and he took it really well. So it was, uh, yeah, it was was really good to see. And um, Philip Rivers on the other on the other side as well tied uh, John Elway for the eighth most passing touchdowns in the league at three hundred. So uh, yeah, he, he's not no, I that, mean he?
1: he's been a phenomenal player for years. You do we, we have to,
0: gone on about him quite a lot over the last couple of years.
1: I've been, you know, we've been really impressed with him for a number of years. You don't get to sort of eighth in the list of um, touchdown. Um, and thrown without being very good but we've sort of, he sort of had to be that good just because the players surrounded him and it's nice to see the team coming up a bit more to his level this year I must mm. admit I was expecting them to to win this game because I've been really impressed with them and I just thought on the road the, road, the Dolphins might um, struggle a little bit but um it was just a shame that at the end when he's trying to force it, those interceptions and and you were sat there looking at pass going, I, I don't actually expect you to throw that. But these things happen late in the game when you have to make a play because you're behind and you and you try and force it a little. And it's it's yeah. almost natural. And, and you'd almost rather that than say what happened in the friend girls game where Andy Dalton ends up getting sacked. But equally, yeah. if the person's not open, what can you do? You're sort of damned if you do, damned
0: if you don't. That's it. Well, we did, uh, as as the Dolphins tend to do, uh, did, the, did the best to uh, to cock it up and uh, and hand it to the uh, to the Chargers. At one point, uh, there was a cocked up special. The special teams fumble uh, fumbled a punt, a punt recovery, uh, which looked like it was going to give the game to the Chargers. That was that was their first our first turnover since week five, which is a, a phenomenal stat given uh, given what we were like in the first few weeks. Um, and then uh, yeah, we the Dolphins got a uh, got a uh, turnover of her own. Kiki Alonso um, picked uh, picked it and, and and went and ran in the six, and I nearly woke Jen up when uh, when it happened celebrating. So. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it was it was a good end to the game. Chargers didn't have any any timeouts, by that point, and uh, and they threw a, a, a another interception after that. So uh, yeah, all we had to do was really kneel out for the win. But it was a yeah, it was a good game, and it, it felt like a like a uh, actually well deserved win. Yeah, no, no, I, I
1: absolutely. Um, I always thought it was going to be tight. I thought the Chargers would win out in the end just because of the home advantage, and and I trust them a little more. And I've been ever so impressed with uh, Joey Bosa, and I'm still not. Is it me or is in Dominican? Su not quite the same player he was in
0: Detroit? Mm, he, he has moments. You see, I, I don't think he's that bad, but I, I know what you mean. He's not... He's not he's living not up to that contract. Good. No, he's not anyway. consistently good. Um, but, he's, yeah, I mean, he's, he's he's still he's still doing okay. I still think he's, I think he's doing all right, but he's, uh, he, yeah not perhaps, perhaps as consistent as, as yeah uh, and this is how
1: played. much the Dolphins have improved which is I went out my way to watch this game despite knowing that you would be able to cover it for me which is what <laughs> happens a lot of the weeks <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, fair enough. Uh, well, um, you picked this one incorrectly. I, I went for the Dolphins as I always do, and was of course correct. as I will continue to be going forward when I pick the Dolphins. Hopefully, um, the third game uh, is the Kansas City Chiefs and the Carolina Panthers. This was another good game. Uh, the Chiefs won this one one twenty seventeen. It was a really exciting end to a game. Um, Alex Smith was back for the for the uh, the first his first game uh, for the Chiefs after uh, suffering a. a sorry first game for a couple of weeks anyway uh, after suffering a suspected concussion uh, and the Panthers have been they've, well they've been they've been alright in the last few games they they went into this game at two and o for the last couple of games despite uh, uh, what is was it was a pretty lacklustre start to the uh, to the season. So, uh, did you where did you think this one was going to go? I thought the Chiefs were the better
1: team, and yeah. um, I thought they were going to win it, and they did in the end. But they sort of maybe worked for a bit before before they got it out. Uh, for the Panthers, do seem to have, have found their offense a bit more, and the defense is back to playing, if not at the level last year, because of what's going on in the secondary. Certainly better, and they've come off their by playing playing well. But mm. for the Chiefs win and they win ugly and that defense is coming together. Um, Dontari Poe is one of my favorite... Um tackles and I'm blanking on their guy who got sacks but he's looking like a really really good um, prospect with Houston to come back from from his injury on, on the other side to Tumbar Ali so you know they're playing well, they did what they did on, on defence uh, pretty well and obviously Marcus Peters is making a hell of a name for himself as a ball hawking secondary player, make, getting interceptions, not only that but in the late in the game um, stripping the ball when he's got other players helping to make the tackle and, and he's just Made such a name for himself in in what a season and a half.
0: Yeah, about that. But he's uh, the the on the other side of the ball. The the, the Panthers. Uh, they. I mean, you can never really count against Cam Newton, can you? He's really bloody. Phenomenal player. He turned himself into a wrecking ball, pretty much in the uh, for, that, for that first touchdown, didn't he? He absolutely ran through the, uh, the through the the, the the Chiefs' defense.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's very hard to stop him. I mean, it does worry me about his longevity as a quarterback, just because you see some yeah. of those hints to take. And now he really is a power runner, and you only have yeah. to look at the touchdown he scored, where he ran through in the middle of the defense and, and did incredibly well. And it's like, yeah, you kind of want your franchise quarterback to play like a decade, and maybe you not can't always carry on ball. doing that for no. long, can he? <laughs> And, and but what I like is that they are making use of his skills and, and particularly, you know, with his tendency, with his accuracy, etc. they've got lots of big receivers so he can, you know, when he's throwing the ball high, they've got six foot four guys with big wingspans that can make the catch and big catch radiuses and, and it's looking more like it was last season.
0: Yeah, well, uh, the, the Carolina Panthers obviously took this one. Uh, then they they took control of it relatively early, but and uh, and kind of kept it. But the uh, the Chiefs managed to tie it up in the second half, and it uh, it really led to a, a very exciting finish. I thought it was going to go to overtime.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, um, it, it was kind of a late, a, a late surge from the, from the Chiefs, and they just kept kicking field goals to eke out yeah. the win. And yeah. that's what happens when you have um, Cairo Santos, who's one of the um, better 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 kickers in the league that I was mentioning earlier. And it really tells in a game like this where he's making long field goals under pressure and getting them the win.
0: Yeah, well, uh, yeah, they, they stripped the ball out with uh, with twenty seconds to go, which uh, left them with uh, with with a thirty seven yard field goal to go for the uh, for the win, which was. Yeah, which was which was good. It uh, was it was good to see the uh, the Chiefs picking this one up, and we especially as we as we both picked them for uh, for our uh, our picks this They're week. Yeah, one of the few teams that I have a lot of faith in. D
1: Ford, by the way, is the sort of outside linebacker at that I was thinking of, who's been doing so well at getting pass rush.
0: That's the fella. Well, the, uh, the 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 final game was on Monday night, and uh, yeah, do we have to? Yeah, unfortunately <laughs> we do. I'm afraid. It was it was a, it was a it was a really close one. Twenty twenty one, the Cincinnati Bengals. Playing the New York Giants. Uh, Giants went into this one with uh, on on the back of a couple of wins. Uh, Bengals have won just once since the start of October. Uh, it's not looking great, is it? It's so frustrating. I wouldn't mind if we were just bad. Um, you haven't been bad. That's the thing. You've, you've really not. And
1: there were, you know, if if Tyler Boyd could have just held on to that ball that he he he, he that, Sort of shook loose and was ruled ruled a non catch in the end zone. That would have won us the game. You know, it, it's and it's been sort of been like that all season. But I'm beginning to to really worry about this team. And I I don't want to say oh it's all one of those fans where it's all the the new offensive coordinator's fault. But it's just not clicking on offense. You know, and you had some gadget plays and that huge long play by Tyler Eifert in the first drive. But the defense isn't quite right. And the Giants drove down. And then the offense is really not clicking. It seems to be some combination of line play. um mm. Offensive play calling. We can't seem to quite establish the run and get the pass going at the right times, and it's just too many moving parts that just haven't come together quite yet. And I don't think Dalton's playing badly under the circumstances, but it gets to the end where the the line can't protect him. We're in a pass first mentality because we're behind in the game again, and they could just tee up and pressurize him. And sacks were coming, and it was just this is not you know the old days of bad Andy. He, you know, in fact, he's played really well at times, but. It's not functioning as a a whole offence and you have to begin to ask questions particularly as the O-line coach hasn't changed um, and you could question maybe letting go of last year's starting right tackle but he's injured at the Vikings so there's nothing to say he'd be playing now and we wouldn't be playing on anyway and it's just it's ah, it's so cl- close and nearly. You know, I don't know if we're just a year old or it's just the number of changes and staff because we lost quite a large number of defensive coaches when Vance Joseph, who was, I think that's right, was our a secondary coach, went off to be um, the defensive coordinator um, in the in the move rounds rounds in the summer, and he took a couple of of our coaches with him.
0: Yeah. Well, on, on the other side of the ball, on defence, you, you didn't look too bad, did you? We have got some, some decent numbers for, for Vincent Ray and, and Fontes Burfect.
1: Yeah, except that, I mean, Berfic was about and causing good trouble, if you see what it means, making lots of tackles yeah. and, and being active without being um, out of control and causing problems. But Odell Beckham kept popping up and making catches. Um, they were soft in the run game, and it just couldn't get stops where they needed it. And it was like, no just playing badly. But early on, I was f- hopeful, after that horrible first drive, where it was just like, oh, dear, this could be a very long game. They stiffened up a bit, and there was a short period where Geno Atkins looked like he was going to, you know, destroy their entire game as as a player of his caliber can do. They sort of adjusted the protection to make sure that, you know, you don't single Geno Atkins and how anybody was try would you know, would go going going, Oh, we need to without realizing they needed to shade your protection to him, um, I don't know. But they sort of got that taken care of and we were able to get some pressure, but we weren't able to get sacks and Eli Manning's one of those players he can be streaky but he makes good plays and he's got enough enough options in the passing game to um, do what he did this week this week but you know yeah. we so very nearly
0: could have beaten them you absolutely could and there was I mean when when, that, when the last points went on the board there was 14 just over 14 minutes left there was plenty of time that 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 Tyler Boyd drop in the end zone
1: is just just haunting. It's a me. killer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it I really know. really is. And, and and it was a difficult catch. So I'm not you know I'm not blaming him, but it's just like oh, it's just yeah. it's just almost typical of a season. But he just couldn't quite make the play, and that seems to be the Bengals this year. And I, I am beginning to wonder, um, you know, when we lay an egg on on prime television again, and again we come out and look flat in the opening defensive drive. You know is it time for 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 a coaching change, except Mark? I remember how bad we were before Marvin Lewis got there and how much he 's trained transformed the the sort of front office and the and the selection of players, and you know we 're now reckoned to be one of the better run franchises in the league but the questions mm. still sur- surround the coaching and we've lost a lot of coaching candidates recently you know we've we've now got three separate head coaches that are off the Marvin Lewis tree and I don't think anybody would would begrudge um, Hugh Jackson's problems and I don't think now that they see what's going on with the injuries they would Mike Zimmer and obviously um, Jay Gruden is doing okay with Washington so yeah it's a lot of coaching talent to have lost
0: it is. Well, the, uh, like I say the uh, the game ended 2021 to the, to the Giants. We uh, we both picked the Bengals on this one. We both got this one correct because it was because uh, it was close. So, yeah, got the uh, got the cover.
1: And I don't feel happy about it at all. <laughs> really couldn't care right now.
0: <laughs> no, I can imagine. Uh, well, uh, let's have a look at the uh, the rest of the uh, the games. Then on the Texans and the Jags met on Sunday night and a close one in Jacksonville. Uh, Houston would have wanted to get this uh, one this one won by a few more points, but there were just uh, three points separating the teams at the end of the game. They were pretty dominant and led throughout the game, but uh, late coming back from the Jaguars, Southern get a, uh, get within a field goal uh, with just over two minutes remaining. Uh, it was, wasn't to be though, and the Texans were happy to run out the rest of the game. The Final score in this one was twenty one twenty four to Houston. Broncos travel to New Orleans this week hoping to bounce back from last week's divisional loss to the Raiders. Denver's offensive line seemed de- uh, determined to make it difficult for them though, allowing Saints to pick up uh, six sacks on Trevor Simeon Drew Brees had a good game too, uh, converted 21 of his 29 passes uh, for over 300 yards and he, uh, he threw a touchdown to tie the game 23 points each with just 1 minute 22 left to go uh, but then just as uh, it looked like they were going to take the game the, uh, the point after was blocked and returned to the end zone by the Broncos, winning the game finished 25-23 to Denver this was a great one wasn't it, that, you see that jump
1: yeah, it's just we've we've talked a couple of times this, already, um, both this podcast, previous in the season, about um, you know this new new um, sort of trend of of players jumping over the line to block kicks, and hmm. it's a it's a hell of a play, and it, it must be heartbreaking for the Saints. And I think part of the thing was that they they suddenly realised that they'd scored this this touchdown, then they had that point scored against them, and they realised oh, and we have
0: to kick the ball back because we yeah. scored the touchdown. It's a it's a really cruel blow at the end of the game. Absolutely. Well, uh, Bryce Petty re- uh, replaced an injured uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick a quarterback for the New York Jets this week. He was the only one to uh, to throw a touchdown in their game in, against the LA Rams. That touchdown uh, throw to Bill Al Powell was the uh, their only scoring play of the game. Though even the uh, point after was, kick was uh, was was missed. Uh, the Rams kicker Greg Zillerin Zillerin is that, that how you pronounce his name. Uh, no
1: I, I don't know, I haven't heard it because I, I, I admit I, I'm i sort of not deliberately avoiding Rams in fact I think we might have to watch them this weekend but um, we I, I've do. not heard
0: it named Yeah, well he uh, he had no such problems though, uh, he scored all of the, uh, the Rams points, uh, all three field goals of it, uh, giving the game a uh, final score of 9-6 to LA
1: I think it's worth pointing out this is the second game the Rams have won this year without scoring a touchdown
0: It is, and they are going to be starting Jarrick off this week. Apparently. Which
1: is why I think we should be watching him this
0: weekend. <laughs> and they're playing the Dolphins, so we will watch them. Um, <laughs> the Battle of the Birds took place in Philadelphia as the Eagles hosted the Falcons. Carson Wentz's side looked good uh, again this week uh, after last week's what loss to the Giants. Uh, they led for most of the game, uh, despite the Falcons coming back into it and taking the lead during the fourth quarter. The Eagles proved too much for Atlanta to deal with. While both teams put up some pretty similar numbers in the air, the Eagles' dominance on the ground through Ryan Matthews and Wendell Smallwood, saw the Eagles victorious, winning twenty four points to fifteen.
1: Good defense and a running game that's um competent to give you a bit of balance does wonders
0: for a team. Very strong. Absolutely. Uh, Tampa Bay absolutely dominated the Chicago Bears on Sunday. Uh, pick six started off scoring for the Bucks. They uh, controlled it from there onwards. Uh, they even managed to get themselves a safety after the Bears fumbled the ball uh, in the end zone at the uh, end of the third quarter. Game finished thirty-six points to ten to the Buccaneers. Uh, and things go uh, from bad to worse for the Bears this week because they're losing Alshon uh, Jeffrey for the next four games after he violated the league's performance-enhancing substance policy. Is this just a protest to get get out of playing with Jay Cutler? Uh, that wouldn't <laughs> surprise me. I wouldn't put it. You take whatever you could, wouldn't you? Um, what is going on for the Minnesota Vikings I looking at a surefire pick for the playoffs they're uh, now lost 4 on the bounce and they sit level with the Detroit Lions in the NFC North uh, this week they were playing the Washington Redskins who were returning to action after their bye week going in at half time the Vikings were winning by 6 points uh, despite initially going 14 down uh, but they just couldn't hold on to it and uh, the Redskins took the game by 26 points to 20 through some steady kicking from Dustin Hopkins Shock of the week this week has to have uh, come from the Tennessee Titans who got themselves to .500 for the season so far with a win over the Green Bay Packers. Believe it or not, they actually made it look pretty easy as well in the process, with uh, Marcus Mariota having an absolute career game, uh, getting 295 yards, completing 19 of 26 passes and scoring four touchdowns. Defensively, they managed to put Aaron Rodgers uh, on his backside a good few times as well. He was sacked five times for a total of 46 yards. And all this despite fluffing an onside kick to start the game and having a man ejected for handling a referee as well. Titans won this game by 47 points to
1: 25. I'm still waiting to see an illegal touching um, penalty this season, (laughs) but what happened with the
0: referee have you seen anything about that I've not I seen it seen the play no I haven't actually seen it I, all, I've, uh, all I've done is heard, is heard that it happened oh, but, we, uh, we'll have to dig it out then but... we certainly will we certainly will I know my dad was uh, was, was texting me said oh it looks, looks interesting at, uh, at Tennessee um, the Cardinals and the 49ers looked they were going to overtime in their game on Sunday night and the last second field goal uh, was what split the teams in the end while well, the Cardinals led for the vast majority of the game come back from San Francisco meant that with less than two minutes left in the game they were all square there was plenty of time for Cardinals to make a comeback and make their way up the field. And in the last second, they found themselves uh, on the 49 and 16-yard line. And one kick later, the game was over. It was Arizona taking the game by 23 points to 20. That's that's got to be worrying for Cardinals fans. That, that that given the problems that the
1: 49ers have, that the Cardinals they made such so a close. yeah, that they made such a meal of beating them is, is yeah, that, yeah, you can't feel confident going forward.
0: Certainly can't. Well, an absolute corker of a game between the Cowboys and the Steelers saw the uh, lead change eight times on Sunday uh, there was almost 730 passing yards through the two teams and Ezekiel Elliott still managed to do all of the usual Ezekiel Elliott type things making 114 rushing yards and bagging three touchdowns in the process Dak Prescott had a hell of a game as well um, the final score in Pittsburgh was 35-30 to the Cowboys uh, and I've said it before and I'll say it again they are going to the Super Bowl I'm telling you now
1: I disagree with you but we'll cover that, that team in a moment <laughs>
0: And in the late game, the Seahawks took on the Patriots in a replay of the 2015 Super Bowl. Uh, and the game was every bit as exciting as well. There was uh, very little to choose between the two teams, and it was close right up until the end. The uh, Patriots led for the majority of the game, but never managed to take the game beyond Seattle's reach. And midway through the fourth, they took the lead for themselves and went on to win the game. Uh, this was just Patriots' second loss of the season, losing uh, by 31.224.
1: And it has to be said that this was a great slate of games for the NFL. Um, I believe the ratings have proved to be good, um, strong. Come back after the previous problems they've had earlier in the season, and this is only the second time that they've had two games with seven lead changes between the um, the, the Cowboys Steelers game and the um, Patriot Seahawks. And uh, the Seahawks are really beginning to look strong again in the NFC. I'm afraid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a fan belt. Well, NG, it's time for us to have a look at what uh, you've been writing about on the blog this week. Well, I say that, it's been kind of a, yeah, a quiet week on the blog this week, is there anything you're planning on looking at over the next uh, week or so? Yeah,
1: lots of stuff going on and, and people and a house full of things and, and, and stuff. So yeah, um, I'm looking at coaching tape uh, of Joe Thomas as I mentioned earlier, and I'm going to be writing a little something about the fine margins, about winning and losing, and what's been going on in this week, and possibly taking some kicking and the um, returned uh, points
0: for the Saints. Excellent, well yeah, I look forward to, to reading it. Well, uh, for, for all of that and much more. Make sure you stay tuned to the blog this week for more from G. It can be found at the wrongfootball.com
1: And I've already watched some coaching
0: tapes. and stuff is happening this weekend. I promise.
1: Are you ready for some football? Right,
0: going into week eleven, we are somewhat at a uh, at a, a quandary for the uh, for the scores. I think I believe I am winning by one point at uh, 65-64 <laughs> However, G believes that he is he is level. We need to uh, do some do some maths. I need to go back <laughs> to my
1: spreadsheets, but um, you, know, you know, I promise I'm not cheating. It'll work out. Work it out in the end. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, yeah, it was it was a good week for me this week. I ended up with uh, with, with nine points, which was uh, which was fantastic. It was the, I think that's the highest I've got all season. But uh, let's have a look at this week's games. So, uh, Thursday night starts with the uh, the Saints and the Panthers, two teams that well they, they they should put on a pretty good show, shouldn't they?
1: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this game. I, I'm working on my previous. Um principle and given what happened disastrously last time i picked a road team i'm actually backing the panthers in this one um Mm. although that half point does make me really nervous but i said i picked the home team unless i had a really good reason not to and the saints on the road um don't quite give me that reason and i was quite impressed by the panthers but i'm worried
0: Yeah, I, I think I'm going for the Panthers on that one as well. Which should uh, should be a good game quite looking forward to watching that. Yeah, one.
1: no, um, a, 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 a good looking Thursday night game. Whether it'll prove to be played like that, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, certainly an enticing one.
0: And and have you seen? I don't know if you've seen just quickly. I don't know if you've seen the uh, the Saints' rush kit. It is lovely.
1: Is it? I'll, I'll, I shall look it out.
0: I'll wait. You, you, you wait and see it on Thursday. Um, so the your game is the the Bills uh, playing against the Bengals. Bills coming off their uh, their bye week, of course. Uh, they 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 get three and a half points on the game.
1: I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't I, that, know what to.
1: That half point and the Bengals just can't seem to get it right. And for Bills, I have no idea of how to predict. And so mm. the pessimist in me just wants to go find Bills. I'm getting points and I have no faith. And either way, I'll be happy.
0: I am going Bills. I think on this one, I do apologize. The Bears and the Giants is the uh, one of the one of the early games as well. Uh, Giants have seven and a half points taken off them on this. That's a, that's a lot of points, but the Bears don't look great, do they?
1: The, the Bears, every now and again, they think they're looking um, a bit better and I've been impressed with bits that they've done on the defence and then they go and poop the bed and the Giants mm. seem to be coming together and I was really quite impressed by how they were doing late in the game on defence and and yeah. so I, I think I'm leaning Giants nervously because of the comparative records and things may be coming together there a bit. Mm.
0: Uh, Steelers-Browns, you, you quite like the look of the Steelers, don't you? I I think that they could have easily. They were in
1: that game all the way through. So so Ben Roethlisberger is back, and the Cowboys are very good. So yeah, and the Steelers visiting the Browns. The Browns, you just I don't I know I said I'd um, I I said they weren't going to go um, without a win, but I don't think it's coming here.
0: No, it, it isn't. And even though they're given nine and a half points. Uh, I still think I'm going. I'm going Pittsburgh on this.
1: Well, there is something about Steelers in the road games against players that they are meant to beat that they don't mm. always play that well. So I'm not sure that they'll cover. But um, the Browns have, I think, burnt me too often for me to um, <laughs> think they'll cover that.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, the Ravens Cowboys ones is is a is a, an interesting game. Um, Cowboys have seven and a half points taken off them. Get, that is a lot, given that the Ravens haven't looked that bad. They haven't, but. They're not free-scoring, are they, though?
1: No, they're really not free-scoring, and the Cowboys are looking so good at the moment, I'm really tempted by the Cowboys at home, I'll confess. Uh,
0: the, at this very moment, I'm thinking Ravens. I think the Cowboys will win, but I'm thinking I'm going to go with Ravens, but oh, uh, uh, this, could, this could change. This is one of those that could, that could change between now and Sunday. Fair enough. We, we shall see. Um, Jaguars-Lions, 6.5 points, uh, given to the jaguars
1: I I really kind of strongly fancy a backdoor end of a game cover from the Jaguars because it's what they do and although I think the lions are a better team I don't mm. think they've been consistent enough to lay the smackdown you watch them go win out by 20 now but I, I, I kind of fancy the Jaguars for a sneaky cover
0: I am going for the lions on this one so that we're gonna I think we're gonna differ well,
1: I, I, I'm not sure we are I'm not sure I'm gonna pick the jaguars against you picking the lions
0: all <laughs> oh, right okay <laughs> um the Titans and the Colts, uh, this yeah, this might be an interesting game, this, because the Titans are actually looking not too bad. It, it depends. If there are any Titans fans out there, how much are you
1: prepared to offer me to not pick your team? Because, yeah. basically, that's, whether I pick them or not seems to depend on whether they'll win, only it's the other way around. So it feels like every time I, I'm impressed by a Titans performance and back them, they then promptly lose, and I'm not that impressed by the Colts. Mm. So I want to pick for Titans, and I think the Coltons might, (laughs) as a consequence, win. I don't know.
0: The Titans are given two and a half points. I I, I think I'm going for them. I think I'm going for them. Um, Chiefs, Buccaneers, uh, the the Buccaneers are given seven and a half. Uh,
1: That might be too many points for me. But the thing is, I've been really unimpressed with the Buccaneers quite a lot, and then they really, really beat the Bears convincingly. So it does make you question whether the Chiefs can, can win by that much.
0: Yeah, I, I I think I'm going Buccaneers. I think, um, we'll see, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Vikings. Oh, poor old Vikings at the minute. Uh, they've got a straight who's going to win game against the against the Cardinals. Uh, oh, if 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 Arizona hadn't, if, sorry, if the Forty ers hadn't kept them so close, were the Vikings mm. not that far away from winning the game? There were the moments where the offense looked they, yeah, they, competent. They, they, they you look could argue right.
1: that you know that they might turn it round, but. I'm really not impressed with the Cardinals. This is no. a really hard game to pick, just even on tough. a yeah, yeah. But it's like, oh, we'll give you a pick'em game because we don't know what to do with it either.
0: I think the Vikings are going to do it. I think they're going to get back on track.
1: I love Mike Zimmer, but then I love Bruce Arians. So who mm. knows?
0: <laughs> uh, Dolphins are playing the Rams. It's the the first game we're going to see Jared Goff, uh, and it's again, it's a straight who's going to win. Of course, I, it's going to be the Dolphins.
1: I kind of fancy the Dolphins in this one.
0: Excellent. No, no, genuinely. Although advantage. I don't know if that is. No, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> knowing, knowing your picks, yeah. That's not fair.
1: I think when I've joined you in picking
0: the Dolphins, they've been successful. They certainly were the week before last. So yeah, fair enough. I let I let you off. I will let you. Uh, I let you pick us then. Yeah, I'm. I'm obviously going to be going for the Dolphins. Um, this is, this is difficult. Patriots forty ers Although I don't know if it is that difficult. I think I'm going forty ers It's thirteen and a half points. But I don't know if I can see the, t- the Patriots winning this by two touchdowns.
1: See, this is the thing: is that I was I I picked the Patriots as a spot pick, not because I didn't respect the Seahawks, and I respect them even more after that performance on the road, given the situation and the long the amount that their defense have played in the last few weeks, and yeah. so. Um, Um, yeah i'm doubly leery about picking the patriots particularly after 49ers played better um but it was against cardinals team who have not looked good for a lot of the season so it could go either ways you could see the patriots getting a crisp efficient win or you could say them really making a statement game because they were you know not at all happy about about the thing i think we're definitely picking margins of win here but yeah that is a big big number of points to cover
0: yeah um another battle of the birds this week with the, with the Eagles the Eagles and the Seahawks this time uh, the Eagles are given six and a half points again this, the Seahawks are another team that you like look of
1: I, I kind of want to watch this game because I want to see the Eagles now that they seem to be back a, and playing a bit better and the Seahawks yeah. are as an impressive team it is in Seattle so they get that advantage um, I'm not sure I was impressed it was nice to see Russell Wilson moving better I'm not sure that they're worth six and a half points I think it might mm. be closer than that but um, it should be a cracking game
0: yeah, I, I think you. I think you might be right. I think. I think I'm going to go. Oh, I think I'm going Eagles at first. At first pick, but yeah, we'll have to see. Um, late game on Sunday is Green Bay and Washington. Uh, two and a half points uh, given to the to the Packers.
1: Yeah, because um, Washington are at home and the Packers yeah, are not very good. Not um, looking good. And um, I, picked them, I picked them last week because I was struggling to see how they do it against the Titans. I think Washington are betting with the Titans. Uh, two and a half points on the road. I don't expect to be a huge blowout like the Titans laid on them. And there might well be a response from the Packers and I'll regret it. But I said that the week before <laughs> and it didn't happen. So I think I'm going to stick to um, what who, the team who are playing better and have the more consistent wins recently.
0: Yeah, I think I'll go Washington as well. Uh, and then Monday night sees the uh, the Houston Texans take the trip to Oakland to play the Raiders uh, six and a half points given to them as well I really like this
1: Raiders offence um, and the Texans defence is really co- pretty good as well so that should be a really interesting matchup I fancy the Raiders to win I'm just yeah. not sure if they're going to do it by seven points
0: I think they might I think I'm going to go with the, with the Raiders on, on this one
1: I, I think yeah. I might join you just because um, I have a lot of faith in them. And I really like their offensive line and, and the way that they played and you know watching them win the other week where they just ran over teams. It was really impressive uh, against mm. Denver. So, yeah, I think they've got enough to take care of Houston. Excellent.
0: I felt that one way up here. Well, that's all we've got time for again this week in this week's episode of the Wrong Football Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, We'll be back with you again next week, looking back at week 11 and also ahead to week 12 of the regular season. In the meantime, make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast to get it delivered straight to your inbox each and every Thursday night. And also make sure you check out the blog to keep up with G's goings on uh, during the week at therongfootball.com. I promise you Uh, there
1: will be some.
0: (laughs) If you want to get in touch, uh, please make sure you either drop us an email to TWF Podcast, at Outlook.com, or find another G or myself on Twitter at wrongfootball or at TWF Dan. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.
1: Bye